This is Scott Becker with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. Thrilled today to be joined by a brilliant leader of population health. We're joined today by Ruth Kristopolsky. Ruth is the leader of population health, senior vice president of population health at Atrium Health. Atrium has grown into, I think, about a 14 to $16 billion organization, or probably bigger. I can't even imagine the size of the population health offerings and the perspectives, but thrilled today to visit with Ruth and learn a lot more. Ruth, can you take a moment and, and tell us a little bit about yourself and about Atrium Health? Sure. Thanks, Scott, for having me today. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, I am um, currently leading population health for Atrium, Atrium Health. You were correct, uh, about somewhere between 13 and $17 billion, you know, across uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, um, and, and really thinking about how do we care for the 7 million people who, who live across our footprint in a, in a holistic and thoughtful way. And so, you know, we've used the time um, over the last, you know, 20 months or so during the pandemic to really hone in on, you know, how do we engage um, the different populations that we serve and ensure that they're having the uh, most uh, ability to, to care for themselves um, during this time. Uh, holistic wellness um, during the pandemic has been, been quite difficult. And so we've really spent time thinking about how do we take care of two people and remove as many barriers as possible. And, and so um, it's, been a, it's been a joy to, to work in this space at Atrium Health over the last several years. Thank you. And, and, and take a moment. One of the things I've seen, Atrium Health was one of the very first to get out in front in doing vaccines in the community. Uh, vaccines at stadiums, any place where you can get out to make sure they get vaccinated. How does that fit into sort of population health strategies and trying to be a leader in, in taking care of your communities? Maybe some thoughts there. Yeah, and you know, so we, we take a look um, at our data, right? And and as we were looking at data from an equity standpoint, right? And, and looking at race and ethnicity, both on the testing and the vaccine side, we saw some significant disparities early on in you know, the number of individuals who are being tested for COVID and those that were, you know, being vaccinated. And so the thought process really was, how do we, um, as, a, as a community entity, um, ensure that we're breaking down as many barriers as possible? And, and one of those ways is providing, you know, access across multiple areas and points, right? And so we did, you know, drive up vaccines at the Speedway and, and did vaccines at the airport and you know, actually had um, mobile units going into our high needs communities, both to do testings and vaccinations, and all with the goal of reducing, you know, access to healthcare um, uh, across different patient populations. And so I think the benefit that we've had um, over the last several years is, you know, the, the, the data and analytics um, reporting that we've developed in the population health space has really allowed the organization um, to hone in on those areas where disparities exist and develop um, interventions that allow us to address them. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're con continuing to do that, um, you know, collecting um, social determinants of health data across our populations, and then marrying the individuals who have, um, you know, some of the social drivers health needs um, to community benefit organizations, you know, using technology to make that connection. So constantly looking for ways to improve the health of the communities that we serve. Thank you. And as you look at population health, 
ending 2021, going into 2022, what are you most focused on and excited about as we start as we start looking at the new year? Well, North Carolina actually made a transition to managed Medicaid on July 1st of 2021. And so 2022 will usher in, you know, some additional um, opportunities for Atrium um, to really begin to look at, um, you know, some quality indicators in the Medicaid population across, you know, the communities that we serve and, and, and really begin to implement programming to address areas where, you know, there's opportunities for improvement. Um, you know, we also are looking for new and innovative ways to engage our patient population. So uh, we are on a, um, a system-wide rollout of EPIC, and um, with that will come some new technologies and capabilities um, in, the, in the areas of video and patient engagement, um, as well as, you know, visibility into information about our patients for our clinicians at the point of care. So lots of uh, use of technology and tools and data um, to drive improvement in our processes and um, help for our clinicians to engage our patients. And so lots of lots of moving parts for 2022, Scott. I'm hoping we'll be on I'm the other sure. side of the pandemic also, yeah. Let's, let's hope, people talk about it starting to transition from pandemic to endemic, whatever it might be, but this concept of North Carolina moving to manage Medicaid is a, is a big, big project, particularly when you're yeah. the largest system in the state. I mean, that's a big, big issue. Yeah. When you think about population health, I mean, you talk about the holistic health of people, and we all know this. There's this concept of taking care of oneself physically and mentally, and none of that's become more clearer than during this pandemic. We all understand how important it is at every age, and particularly as we age and so forth in yourselves physically and mentally. When you look at population health, you think about behavioral health. What yeah. types of things do you tend to see? What works? Where can a health system have an impact on, on holistic health, population health? Where, where can you have an impact? Right. So the marrying of the physical and mental health of, of individuals is really important. And, you know, uh, we separated them, you know, several decades ago. And I think we're finally realizing that, you know, they are not, you know, the mind does not separate itself from the body. I think one of the programs that Adrian's had in place for a number of years and, you know, we continue to invest um, and develop is a virtual behavioral health integration program. And so several years ago, you know, we did um, um, invest in uh, a, a, a system to support our primary care providers where we do screening of every patient um, that we uh, work with. Um, with a PHQ-9, which is a which is a behavioral health screening, um, and for those individuals who screen positive, Scott, we actually have a group of non-licensed trained uh, workers who reach out to those patients and engage them and ensure that they have um, what they need, like like a health coach for mental health, um, and then for those individuals that might have. Some additional needs we have, you know, protocols developed to to to, to move them up the scale to the appropriate um, uh, behavioral health professional, and we're we're able to see thousands of individuals um, using that model, and and that's particularly important in North Carolina where there are you know significant needs in the behavioral health space and a limited number of providers, and so um, you know we're going to continue to look for ways to to scale. 
um, capabilities in the behavioral health space and ensure that our patients have access to the things that they need and in order to live, you know, their best physical and mental health life possible. And that ability to scale it is so important. I mean, you need to take care of patients one patient at a time, but also need to find ways to scale if you're going to have the impact that you want to have. Thank you. Yeah. Talk about it. As you look at leadership, and you've had really this tremendous leadership career from being president of one of the great insurance hospital-run insurance plans in the country uh, to working at a couple other systems, now heading up this huge effort, Atrium Health, a magnificent system and a growing system. What advice do you give to leaders wanting to have great careers or to have an impact? What, what advice do you give to leaders? Well, the first thing is you have to love what you do every day, right? So the, the passion of, you know, wanting to make a positive change in healthcare, I think, has really been my North Star um, over the past 30 plus years. You know, I think our patients and communities deserve the best health possible. And, you know, healthcare to me is a community asset. And so how do we marry that asset with the people in the community to ensure that, you know, they're that they have an opportunity, to, you know, to live, you know, happy, healthy lives. I think I was teasing someone um, earlier today. I said a good sense of humor right now is probably necessary um, from a leadership standpoint in healthcare. I mean, the last 20 months have been, you know, trying for a large number of people um, in our country and across the globe. But healthcare has, you know, had, you know, taken a tremendous toll um, with a with a pandemic, and so I think you know that the idea to you know believe in hope and that this too shall pass, um, uh, I think is really important. And then you know constantly learning. We've learned so much um, through the time of the the pandemic. Scott, you know we've learned about you know the real disparities in healthcare that we have. We we've learned to use technology differently to engage you know, patients, you know, and remove barriers like transportation. Um, and so I, I hope that that learning can then be, you know, put into practice, right, and then scaled um, in order to make healthcare, you know, more affordable, improve the value, um, and, and engage um, our patients, and then, you know, provide joy to our clinicians as they're, as they're you know, doing their life's work. So that, that's what I think about when I think about leadership. No, thank you. And I, and I love this concept of it, all, all these concepts, th this concept of never stop learning. We constantly profess and talk about love what you do and, 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 and not to be understated. This concept of having a sense of humor, not everything is life or death. Some things are, but, but a lot of things right. aren't. Right. And, and having a sense of humor and trying to enjoy oneself, trying to laugh, you need to take a breath to be able to keep on coming back and doing what you got to do, don't you? Absolutely. And, and again, I think that most people who are in healthcare are there because it's their mission, right? It's, you know, caring for people is really important to them. And doing that with empathy and a sense of humor um, is, is definitely a great way to show up every day. Fantastic. I, I, I want to thank you, Ruth, for joining us today. Just magnificent. Thank you very much for taking the time with us. It's always fascinating for me to watch you, population health efforts at Atrium Health, Atrium Health System growth and what, what's been accomplished in just a few short years. It's really amazing to watch. Thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us today. Thanks for having me, Scott.